1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Robbie Nielsen makes a shock switch from Tanadice to Tynecastle. We bring you the latest transfer news on Johnny Hayes, Craig Gordon and Jack Annick and also what next season could hold for League One and League Two teams. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me from the comfort of his home tonight is Hugh Kevens. Well, some people will criticise Robbie Nielsen for the movies made, Andrew, but that's just the nature of management today. Brendan Rodgers left Celtic mid-season to go to Leicester City and look out for number one. That was his call. Pedro Cachinha went to Rangers, didn't fit, and was binned without ceremony. That was Rangers' call. Clubs are expendable, managers are expendable, depending on the circumstances. The next time Dundee United to play Hearts, though, it could be interesting. I'd buy a ticket for that one. Well, we want to hear from you at home as well. 0141 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Hearts fans, what do you think of the appointment of Robbie Nielsen? Dundee United fans, what do you think about the fact your manager has left to go to Hearts? We want to hear from you. 0141 951 1025. We'll also be joined on the phone later by Livingston winger Alan Forrest ahead of his first season in the Premiership. He swapped air for Gary Holt's side and could well be coming up against his brother James as well this season. So we've got a good chat with him in the second part of tonight's show. But only one place to start. And if I was sitting yesterday morning thinking about what we'd be talking about on the show today, I'm sure Hearts and Dundee United would have been high on the agenda, but not for this story because Hearts, of course, are taking legal action against a relegation. Part of that move means they've lodged a petition to try and block promotions, which could keep Dundee United in the championship. And it's been a double whammy, really, because they've now poached their manager. It all happened very quickly. Yesterday afternoon, Hugh, the story broke from a few outlets across social media. And within an hour, Hearts had announced it, a three-year deal was that one that shocked you? It did. Yeah, it, it looks like a, a piece of uh, ungratefulness from uh, Robbie Nielsen because it was Dundee United who took him in after a failed spell at the MK Dons. Uh, so it looks like insensitivity on his part. But there was a termination clause in his contract. Therefore, Dundee United get paid. Dundee United obviously knew that an approach would be made at some point for Robbie Nielsen and in the original contract, they had covered themselves for the loss of their manager. So, inevitable. And as I say, if people want to look out for number one today in football, that's what they'll do. Yeah, well, Dundee United released a statement a short time afterwards. They said they initially rejected an approach from Hearts before Nielsen told them that he wanted to leave. They then reluctantly accepted the approach. The deal was sorted quickly. And as you said, Hearts met the compensation fee to buy him out of his Dundee United contract. It's obviously an interesting move because with how things are hanging in the balance at the moment, we don't know 100% what league Hearts are going to be playing in. We don't know 100% what league Dundee United are going to be playing in. But Robbie Nielsen has made this decision regardless of that. Well, ordinarily at this time, Andrew, we'd be waiting for the new fixture list to come out and see when the Rangers-Celtic or Celtic-Rangers game is going to be. But never mind a new fixture list. We're not yet sure who or how many will be in each of our divisions. We're not even sure how many divisions we'll have in the final analysis because over the weekend another development was clubs in the lower leagues being offered hibernation for a year if they cannot afford to play football I've never ever known a time like it 
Are you surprised that Robbie Nielsen, you know, didn't, you know, he got done the United to the Premiership? Are you surprised that he didn't want to stay and have a crack at that? I think there's a well, one newspaper this morning called it an affair of the heart, and I think that's correct. Robbie Nielsen was an outstanding Hearts player. Uh, he won them the championship in 2015 as the manager. He left them second top of the Premiership when he went down to the MK Dons. He was the hot ticket in management at that point. It didn't work out for him in England. He came back, did a good job for Dundee United, won them the title. So he's obviously a class act as a coach. Scottish football suits him. And I think Hearts and the Hearts fans will be very glad to get him back after the trials and tribulations of Craig Levine, Ian Cathro and uh, Austin McPhee. It's been a bad four years for Hearts when Robbie wasn't there. 01419511025 if you want to get involved. Hearts fans, Dundee United fans, what are your thoughts on the story that broke yesterday? Robbie Nielsen, of course, switching Tanadice for Tynecastle. As you say, Hugh, it was a, a successful spell for Robbie Nielsen last time round. Promotion from a, a strong championship. Rangers and Hibs were in there as well. A third place finish in his first season in the Premiership. But they were sitting second when he decided to switch uh, to MK Dons I think they'd just beaten Rangers at Tynecastle in, in the December of that year is it just a case of unfinished business maybe? Well I think Hearts uh, on the one hand are uh, generous in uh, giving Robbie Nielsen a second chance as manager after all when they were second top and who knows where they might have gone uh, he decided to go mid-season went to the MK Dons so uh, I think it's generous on Anne Budge's part to bring him back into the club but clearly, she's looked at the last four years, steady decline, poor signings, relegation, maybe, the court obsession, notwithstanding. Uh, and she feels that Robbie Nielsen is the man to take hearts forward, and he certainly has this love affair with the club. 01419511025 on the phone lines. Kenny is a hearts fan in Airdrie. Kenny, are you happy with this news? Hi, ah, evening guys, evening to you uh, Hope you're well, old Jim, and uh, your grandson's doing alright Yes uh, No, I'm, I'm chuffed a bit so I was kind of shocked when I got the A friend for Edinburgh sent me the message last night Saying Robbie's in and signed And I was kind of shocked But at the same time very, very pleased You know, we've got a He came through the ranks at Hearts and everything So he knows the club inside out And he knows all the young guys that, but It's football, Hugh, as they say It's football, but it's a funny old game But uh, I'm glad to see him back, to be honest. You know, people will look at the summer that we've had, Kenny, and that Hearts have been heavily involved in all of this, and they'll say, Scottish football is riddled with self-interest. And so it is. But the point I made at the introduction to the programme, I think, is a reasonable one. Managers can be appointed, like Pedro Cachinha, for example, just to pluck one name out of the air. They don't fit, they get binned. Then you have other cases, like Brendan Rodgers, he fitted all right, seven trophies in a row for Celtic. But then he wanted back into the Premier League in England. So when the chance came, and the chance wouldn't wait for him, he left Celtic mid-season. So clubs are expendable, managers are expendable, it just depends on the circumstances. And Robbie Nielsen is wanted by Hearts, he wants to go back to Hearts, Dundee United are sorry to lose him, but they had that termination clause in the contract, so they must have suspected that someday down the line, somebody 
was going to come in for Robbie Nielsen and they covered themselves financially. Kenny, do you feel there's going to be any bitterness amongst the, the heart support and the fact that the way he left first time round to go to MK Dons? I know, I know you're chuffed, but do you feel that there's maybe some heart fan, Hearts fans that aren't as thrilled to see him back? Uh, I'm hoping that the rest of the fans be optimistic like myself, you know what I mean? It's good to see a, a fellow jamble back. Uh, apparently in Tynecastle, the now there's a Hibs fan standing with Nielsen out. Uh, I put a banner, I'm like, you've just got to laugh at, you know, Glasgow's got his bubble, Edinburgh's got his bubble as well, but uh, I, I, listen, they're all going to be bitter us anyway. I mean, the way the, the, way the votes and the, the season's planned out, everybody's going to be bitter against us, but you look after number one, as you say, Hugh. You know what I mean. And the, and the one thing that's dependable here is the Hearts fans. You know they've been they've been fantastic since the administration carried on in the Romanov era. Can't fault them for that. Jenny, you know the script. The Hearts fans, like any other group of fans, will work by one rule of thumb. If Robbie Nielsen wins matches and takes Hearts in an upward direction, great. He's a jambo. If Robbie Nielsen doesn't win matches and Hearts go in a downward direction, he's a dud. Kenny, are you looking forward okay. to hopefully... Oh, sorry, on you go, Kenny. I was going to say to you there, Rad, no, you're very right there. It is. It's a very fickle game, you know, at the end of the day. But I think uh, I think Robbie's got unfinished business there, you know. And, and the way the fans turned on him before with planes flying over Tynecastle and that, quite pathetic, really. But everybody's entitled to their, to their opinion or their view. Uh, I'm chuffed to bits he's back and he knows the club inside and the youth Kenny are you (laughs) you're a close observer of Scottish football Kenny you'll know that when Neil Lennon went back to Celtic and people could have said unfinished business for Neil Lennon there were plenty of Celtic supporters didn't want to see him back and they now sing a different tune Very much, Hugh, very much, and I just hope the rest of the, the Hearts fans that were they, that sort of turned on them a wee bit towards the end of, uh, what was that, 2016, I really hope that uh, they all get behind them, you know, because we all need football, guys, it's, every one of us are going a bit loopy without the football. Huh. Kenny, are you I'm hoping for, for a bit of stability? Now, you know, you look at since Nielsen left, there's been Cathro, Levine, McPhee, Stendhal, so many changes in there of both personnel and style. Are you hoping that, you know, with Robbie Nielsen signing a three-year deal, that this can be the start of, you know, Hearts finally having a bit of stability? I would like that, Andrew, you know what I mean? Because we, we need it. I mean, when Robbie first came back, I mean, we're on, that was with Rangers and Celtic, eh, with Rangers and Hibs in the, the Championship. We won that by 17 points, I think, and uh, and then we were third the next season. So I think we just, we can't get above our, you know what I mean? We, we can't compete with the big two, that's just a fact. Uh, but we should be in amongst Aberdeen, Hibs, Motherwell. We should all be fighting for the places just behind them, you know, with the size of the clubs and the fan base. But sometimes money doesn't talk. I mean, Motherwell's a perfect example of that. The next big opponent, of course, is the Court of Session in Edinburgh. Uh, because I think we're all headed there, Hearts, Partick Thistle, the SPFL, uh, and uh, they will determine which division Hearts play in next season, and if Hearts remain in the Premiership, with Dundee United staying in the Championship, then those two clubs will never see eye to eye from now until the end of time. Well, thank you to Kenny and Airdrie 01419511025 if you want to get involved. Former Hearts captain Stephen Presley says he was surprised at the appointment but says it makes sense for both parties. He thinks Nielsen's relationship with Budge could help him be successful. 
I spoke to Robbie just there on Friday. Funnily enough, he never mentioned the, the heart situation to me. So it obviously happened pretty quickly. But the truth is that, you know, when you look at it, although it may surprise some people, when you look at it, I think it makes great sense. Anne's relationship on a personal level with Daniel maybe wasn't the strongest. And I think it's something that she looks for in a manager. And with Robbie, she's worked with him before. He was very successful there before. You know, she can build a really strong relationship with him on top of what she already has with him. So I think it makes great sense in that respect. The other thing is that Robbie has now a proven record in the, the, the Scottish Championship in terms of winning it both with uh, Dundee United and Hearts and both on the first goal. So, you know, I, I think it's a, a clever move. Hewitt's... A sort of consistency there in terms of Robbie Nielsen he, he knows the club well He knows Anne Budge well He knows the way that, that she works And that's something that Hearts have maybe needed I don't doubt that You know, The last four years have been turmoil um, But Robbie has to hit the ground running And there are so many imponderables in all of this, Andrew You know, As I say, there's a court of session hearing yet to come To determine which division Hearts are in uh, he's got a big rebuilding job because there have been four years worth of unsatisfactory signings. Let's not forget that Hearts won four of 30 matches in the Premiership before coronavirus brought our season to a premature close. There's a big rebuilding job needing to be done at Hearts, so Robbie will need to pick his staff carefully, need to get the right players in, need to have the financial backing, whether it's Anne Budge or whether it's the heart-supporting James Anderson. Uh, but there's a lot of work to be done. Robbie hasn't been handed uh, a silver spoon here. 01419511025 on the phone lines. Ross is a Hearts fan in East Kilbride. Ross, is this a, an appointment you're happy with? Absolutely delighted with it. Um, thanks for the right appointment. Um, I don't think Robbie should ever have left in the first place, and I think the Hearts fans have flew that fi- uh, the flag over Tyne Castle with the plane and should be ashamed of themselves. The people, that, the person that was to blame for all of this and the catalyst in this was Craig Levine. Um, I know for certain that um, around about that time we were sitting second in the league. We had just beaten Rangers and Robbie had gone to Craig Levine to ask him for three players to challenge Celtic for the league that year and was knocked back by Craig Levine. So the catalyst and the cancer that the club was Craig Levine, unfortunately, um, and should he should never have left. I'm, I remember one of his quotes was, "Why would I leave Hearts for Wimbledon?" Which was what NK Don's firstly bared, you know. So, um, no, he was he was such a good he was a good manager for us. And the season that we went in to the Championship with Rangers and Hibs, and it was over before Easter, you know, twenty second of March or something. It was uh, the the season was done by, and we were champions, you know. So. Um, yeah, I'm extremely excited and the news with the um, possibility of getting Craig Gordon and a few other ex-Hearts um, players coming back, maybe not as players, but ex-Hearts players at, um, on the management level, so it, it's looking good so far from what I've heard. The first thing, Ross, that, that needs to be established, of course, is which division you're in. Um, yep. So that's a, a legal matter And we'll happily let the, the legal eagles deal with that one I think just to go back a wee bit to the, the MK Dons They have a fantastic ground 
they have a, a catchment area there that's huge, not that far from London. When he went there, they weren't Wimbledon really. They were they were potentially a much bigger club. It didn't work out for Robbie, and it hasn't worked out for the managers who have followed him at the MK Dons. But to be fair to the MK Dons, when he went there, that was a good job. It, it was a good job, here. I'm not. I'm not um, taking anything back from that because it was a good job, and it wasn't um, because they had a um, such a big stadium and there, and he, he could have gained some support down there. But it hasn't worked out for him. He, he's done well when since he's come back. He's gone to Dundee United. He's won the league with um, with, Dun, with Dundee United, and he took Lauren Shankland as well. You know, I mean, one player that I would have cried out for Hearts to sign. Um, why we didn't. And why he went to another championship club was beyond me. And why Craig Levine didn't actually rate that guy. I think if we get Craig Gordon, that'd be terrific business for Hearts. But the important thing, and you know this, Ross, from being mm-hmm. a, a regular at Tynecastle, there have been some very unsatisfactory signings. And to have won four games the whole season long, with the kind of support that Hearts have and that terrific stadium that they have, Something fundamentally wrong with the playing staff, and Robbie's got to get in about that and quickly. Ross, yeah, obviously, and the... he did that. The last... Oh, sorry, only go. He did that the last time. Yeah, sorry, he did that the last time. He did that um, when we went to the championship. He bought the right players that we needed, and he did buy some successful players that brought through. There's, uh, as far as I'm aware, there's still some of them. Uh, are, there are still some players still there. Um, albeit injured at the moment um, but I mean um, he had the calibre to bring through those players, he had the calibre to find those players and um, he's, he's very highly rated at Hearts and very well respected at Hearts he, he could say he's a Hearts man, I was there in Basel when he scored his only goal um, as a player you know so um, great player, great manager I have no doubt that he has the capability Ross absolutely no doubt as I say, there are now things that have to be sorted out. Which division will Hearts be in? How great is the financial backing available to Robbie Nielsen? And how many of the current squad does he believe have the capability to take Hearts in an upward direction? But I have no doubt he's a capable man. Well, thank you to Ross in East Kilbride. 01419511025 if you want to get involved on the phones. Make sure to stick with us because after the travel with Stephen, we'll be speaking to Livingston winger Alan Forrest. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans is at home. It's me, Andrew McLean, in the studio on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Just before we move on, I will bring you what we have on tomorrow night's show because we will be tackling racism in football. Alison Conroy will be in the studio. Roger Hanna will be on air along with us. Some special guests as well, the likes of Kilmarnock boss Alex Dyer, Jermaine Defoe, of course, Ranger striker as well. A couple of other guests as well. A very pertinent issue in the world at the moment. So make sure to tune in. It'll be a very, very interesting listen, that one tomorrow night. But back to tonight. Plenty to talk about. Robbie Nielsen, obviously switching Dundee United from Hearts. Hugh... We've covered the Hearts angle of it. Dundee United, they are hoping to be in the Premiership next season. They don't have a manager now. And you think that that will really shake up their preparations for this season? 
Well, point number one, they've been uh, compensated by Hearts because of that clause in the contract. Point number two, Tommy Wright, the former St Johnston manager, is unemployed. If he's not high, if not number one, on Hearts' list of priorities, then I don't know what Anne Budge, uh, or rather the United list of priorities, I don't know what they are thinking about. Uh, for me, he's a natural fit. A man who worked wonders for St Johnston, uh, a club 20 miles up the road, and looking for a manager, Tommy Wright's your man. Well, I'm glad you mentioned him because Dundee United legend Morris Malpass says he'd like to see Tommy Wright take over the vacant position at Tannadice. Craig Levine has also actually said earlier that he'd never say never to the job, but Morris Malpass thinks that he's got too much baggage. Personally, I like uh, it'd be good to see a Tommy Wright who's fantastic. My management, you know, he gets a, he gets the best out of players. He's never had a massive budget, um, and he seems to get players to play for themselves and play for a team, play for a club. You know, if there was somebody at Tannadice who thought, or the directors thought could step in, I think that would help as well. So there's less upheaval because that's been a problem in the past. You know, we've always been changing managers lately. Obviously, change managers, you change players. Um, so maybe somebody who's at the club would stabilise that as well. As I said before, it's a massive decision for a club. It's a massive, massive decision that's to be made quickly because we need to get everything settled for the Premier League starting, um, hopefully, at the start of August. Now, I can understand Craig saying that because, it's, as I say, it's a great club to go to, but I'd be very surprised if, if the club went down that road. At the moment, I think Craig's got a bit too much baggage after what happened at Tynecastle, so I'm sure the club will go down another road and will look elsewhere. If you examine the recent years of Craig Levine and the recent years of Tommy Wright, Tommy Wright wins hands down. Craig Levine had a disastrous time as the manager of Scotland, a disastrous time at Tynecastle, both in charge of the team and behind the scenes. Uh, Nothing has worked out for him in recent years. I don't think you could sell Craig Levine to the Dundee United public, but you could sell them Tommy Wright by 7 o'clock tonight Hugh is there an argument that Robbie Nielsen could be seen by some at Dundee United as replaceable you look at the contribution of Lauren Shankland and what he's done for the club is he really the one that they have to keep a hold of well if you've got a guy who's a goals machine then that's why you pay him the wages that Dundee United pay him Uh, and that's a terrific place to start for Tommy Wright if he were to get the job uh, so, you know, Robbie has gone, he's made his decision, and that was his call. Dundee United have been compensated, and they must now look for another manager. It'll happen again in the future to Dundee United and every other club. Tommy Wright is there, available, and with a proven track record in the Premiership. For me, he's a no-brainer. Whatever they do as well, you'd think they'll need to do very quickly. Clubs are back training. We're hoping that the football is going to start on the 1st and 2nd of August this year. So if they're going to make a move for Tommy Wright or whoever it is, you'd think that'll need to be wrapped up as soon as they possibly can. Well, I'm sure there are good men at Tannadice, Andrew, who are looking after the, the fitness of the players in these extraordinary times. What they do need is the figurehead. They need to get the figurehead right and right is the appropriate word because Mr Wright is standing by 
01419511025 if you want to get involved on the phone lines delighted to say that joining us on the phone right now Livingston winger Alan Forrest ahead of his first season in the Scottish Premiership Alan thank you for joining us how are you? I'm good I'm good thanks Good, good to fun. hear from you how, how much are you looking forward to getting back out and training I think I believe you're back on, on Monday is it are you raring to go? Yeah uh, we start back on Monday uh, it's obviously been strange with uh, the time off I've had so uh, uh, I, just, I can't wait to get started It's obviously been a, a long long time that you've had off have you, have you managed to occupy yourself well? Have you taken up any new hobbies? I know that's what I'm saying it's been strange like strange time for everyone uh, We've been seeing like a team like uh, running stuff together. So it's been good, like kind of doing that. But it's not the same. Like you kind of just you want you want back playing and training and playing the games again. Is it a bit of a strange time to join a new club as well? Because you know, obviously, throughout this summer, I can't imagine you've managed to meet up with any of your new teammates yet. No, I know. Uh, obviously, a few there's a few boys that uh, play with Livingston now that have. Like been like ex uh, I know, I know a few of them, but no. As I say, I've not, I've not uh, met a lot of them. Uh, but I'm looking forward to uh, meeting up with the team in London and start back again. Is it just a case of been getting on the Zoom calls, trying to get a bit of socialising before you can actually see them in real life? I will. We've had a couple of Zoom calls and stuff to see what's uh, what's been happening with because it's been the uh, uh, coronavirus stuff like. It's been you know, up to date with the Zoom calls and that. So, uh, no, but as I say, I just can't wait to start it. It's a, it's a difficult one because uh, things are in that area, but um, I just can't wait to get started. This is obviously your first season in the Premiership. You've played a, a lot of Championship football. Are you excited or a bit a bit nervous maybe to make that step up? No, but as you say, I've been in uh, Championship and... Uh, uh, league one and stuff like I've never played SPL so like when I first heard there was interest and stuff uh, I know I was really excited and I uh, about the thought of uh, playing SPL Have you felt for a while that you've been capable of making that step up with the amount of games you've played at air? Yeah because I have I've played a lot of games and it's been uh, overall it's been a a good time at air uh, with, with the promotions and stuff like that um, but I'm happy to make that step up now and I feel as if it's a good one for me like to a good challenge for myself and obviously uh, at Livingston I've been doing uh, really well the last few years uh, with their promotions into SPL and if they, kind of, they were fifth in the league this season there like, they kind of like pushing for top four so uh, they've got a really, a really good squad here and I'm really excited to uh, make the move you probably knew this question was coming, so I'll apologise in advance. But you're you looking forward to the prospect of coming up against your brother for the first time. I don't believe the two of you have actually played against each other before. Yeah, I, I know it's going to be going to be a strange one. Like we've spoke about it before, like uh, things in the, uh, the cup games. We are like we've kind of nearly like we, uh, when I was playing there, like we've had Rangers, we've had like, Aberdeen, Hibs and stuff like that. But we've never we've never actually come up against each other. So it's going to be weird, but. Nah, I think we've both been looking forward to it. How's that going to work for your parents? Have you spoken about that? Is there going to be half and half Celtic and Livingston scarves out from them? Yeah, no, it's going to be it's a strange one. It's one of them. Like, I don't think they'll be too fast about who wins it. I think they'll just be wanting to, uh, to score that. I don't think they'll be too fast. 
Is it weird to think that you know? You, I'm assuming you can look back and, and pinpoint the times that you and your brother used to kick a ball about in the back garden, and then there's a two of you could be competing against each other at the highest level of Scottish football. Ah, you know, like that's just it's one that you never really like as kids that we that's what you want to do, but you never really think it's like going to happen in that. So no, no, it's good. But uh, obviously, what, what James has done throughout his career has been like uh, really good. And uh, no, it's, it's good for me as well to to have that there and uh, to obviously make that step up now. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Alan, I, I would like to say to you, uh, and this is to your credit, that while James has accumulated trophy after trophy, medal after medal at Celtic, championships, Champions League, you have maintained your own momentum in this game, and that's why you've now moved into the top tier. How how hard has it been for you to be James Forrest's brother and now to emerge from the shadow and be Alan Forrest, Premiership player? Yeah, it's, it's one of them for me. Like I know having uh, like James and my brother, like you're going to get that for what he's done. Like, like, it's, like I'm buzzing for like what he's done. Uh, so I knew I was always going to get that. But for me, it's just kind of focusing on me and uh, just. I like I can't really affect that, so I'm I'm just looking to like work hard and stuff, and uh, and just kind of see it for me. And he's the same with him; like, he just focuses on himself as well. So that's no, good. Have you been able to use James as a bit of a sounding board moving into the Premiership? Maybe sort of picking his brain a wee bit about what to expect when you're coming up against teams. Um, I, I've I've spoke to him and stuff. Uh, he'll kind of let me just like. Uh, like doing my own thing, but no, no, it's good to have, as you say, it's good to have him there, but because he's been playing at the highest level now for for years, so it, it's good that I could go to him about uh, stuff like that, and he knows that I can, uh, like that I can speak to him about whatever. And just finally, from me, before we we let you go, have you set yourself any any goals of what you'd like to achieve now that you're in the top flight of Scottish football? Um, I would just like to. Uh, have a good first season. Hopefully, we can carry on because, uh, uh, as I say, like the, uh, the the club done really well this season, like pushing for top four. So it'd be good if we could uh, carry on that with, with the squad that we've got and stuff. So it would be good if we could just carry on that and hopefully uh, chip in a few goals along the way to help it. Top man, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate your time and good luck this season. Yep, no problem. See you later. Well, thank you to Alan Forrest, Livingston winger there ahead of his first Premiership season. And as you say, Hugh, is maybe something you'll be eager to do is, you know, push on now that he is, uh, you know, and establish himself as a Premiership player after I think it's nearly 250 appearances he's made for Aaron. He's only 23 years old. Yeah, I pay him due credit because, as I say, it's, it's never easy being the other brother. Uh, when one brother is ripping up the the Premiership and they're playing in the Champions League, playing for Scotland, scoring hat tricks for Scotland, etc., etc., etc. But Alan Forrest built his own momentum and ended up with a good club. And in Gary Holt, he's got a first-class man to look after him in his first season in the Premiership. And Celtic, for whatever reason, always find Livingston a real pain in the neck. You know, we can remember Celtic losing 2-0 there. Uh, we can remember that 
night when Rangers were losing to Hamilton Ackies earlier in the season gone by and uh, Celtic were 2-1 down to Livingston at Livingston's ground and it took a Tom Rogic goal to get Celtic a, a draw that night so Allen is going into a, a good club with a first class manager and uh, I wish him well well, thank you to Alan Forrest for taking the time tonight. 01419511025 if you want to get involved on the phone lines as well. We'll keep it in the family because it seems like the right time to bring this up. Not long before we went on air, Celtic announced that they'd appointed Gavin Strachan, of course the son of Gordon, as their new first team coach. He was assistant manager at Peterborough under Darren Ferguson but has now joined Neil Lennon's side in the vacant spot left by Damien Duff who departed not long ago. You'd think, Hugh, you know, Celtic quite like doing that with our coaching staff bringing in people who, who know the club or have affiliations with the club it seems to be key well you know you had good men at Celtic you know Darren O'Dea there on the coaching staff Stephen McManus there on the coaching staff so it's to uh, Gavin Strachan's credit that Celtic have gone after him uh, because he doesn't have coaching experience in this country I always remember his dad when he left Celtic he came back uh, for a, a special match at Celtic Park and he addressed the crowd and he said he had not arrived at Celtic Park as a Celtic supporter, but he was leaving Celtic, definitely a Celtic supporter. So the, the family connection is there and I'm quite sure that Gavin Strachan uh, will feel that he's been given a tremendous chance because Celtic will have the possibility of Champions League football next season. They'll have a long road to go to get into it, but it's a big move for Gavin Strachan and Neil Lennon must think an awful lot of him. It's quite a prominent role as well. You think of the likes of John Kennedy, Damian Duff, guys that I know did a lot of work behind the scenes at Celtic and also on the touchline as well, guys that Neil Lennon leaned on a lot when it came to, to training to, to help him out. So he'll certainly be, be very much involved. Oh yeah, um, you know there is a pecking order. There's Neil Lennon, then there's John Kennedy, but that's an important job. And Damien Duff did it exceptionally well. And when you've had the kind of career that Damien Duff had, uh, for him to say that Celtic, the 18 months he spent there, was the best time of his career, that's the kind of job that Gavin Strachan is going into. I hope he's got his old man's cheek. 0141-951-1025 I've just spotted that Motherwell have made a signing on their own I'll tell you that news after the travel with Stephen 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans is at home It's me Andrew McLean in the studio On the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard 01419511025 On the phone lines Paul is next up in Kirk and Tillich. Paul? Hey, hi, hi Hugh Hi, hi there. So, hi, hi there. Hugh, uh, my point tonight is I thought it was quite an interesting move That, that Robbie Nielsen's done Going back to, to Hearts uh, Now, I think that this is maybe a thing That's going to happen more often and to be honest, I'm quite I'm quite pleased about it, about guys who have maybe went and tried the English lower divisions and think the kind of grass is always greener, it's not worked out, and then come back to the club that they know. Uh, I don't think always a move down south is the right thing. Uh, and I think that 
more and more I hope that young Scottish managers try to build a life for themselves up here and try to improve the Scottish game. Over the years, I think a good managers have been good here and it's just never worked out for them so well. Like Derek McInnes, Robbie Nielsen, uh, I remember it was Steve Lomas, who was with St. Johnson, that had, was doing really well with them, then went down and it just hasn't quite worked out. Uh, I, I think the Dundee United fans will be upset by this, but I think, I think it's by a, a coup for Hearts to manage, uh, manage to get him. Well, it's just as well, Paul, that he has the huge affection for Hearts. It always tells in the end. Uh, and he wanted to go back there. Top-class Hearts player, top-class Hearts manager, made the wrong move. Uh, as it turned out, the MK Dons was not the right move for him. Plenty do that, as you say, like Derek McInnes, Neil Lennon himself did it. Made the wrong move by leaving Celtic to go to English football. Came back to Hibs. They're only successful if they win matches and go in an upward direction. It doesn't matter who you are. You can have all the affection in the world from the supporters, but if you're not successful, they'll eventually turn on you. So Robbie Nielsen will know that some of the Hearts fans who didn't want him the first time, remarkably, will not want him back a second time, but the majority will want him back. But... Whether it's Robbie Nielsen or any other manager, only one thing matters, results. Paul? I agree, Chair. I agree. Uh, I'm quite pleased to shelter this appointment today of Gordon Stratton's son, who has come up from England. If you listen to other radio stations, uh, we're still a bit of a laughing stock, even with some of the, the, the wee daddy teams that have pepped up with sponsorship money. Uh, I'm always delighted to see somebody coming away from one of these three clubs taking them up here to realise how, how big it is and how hard it is to handle the bubble at Glasgow. Uh, and I think that possibly when Mr Gerrard vacates, I think that, I don't know, the Rangers will maybe look for a, a, not take as much chances and go for an experienced guy that knows a wee bit about Rangers to try to put a challenge in against Celtic. Well, first of all, we'll have to wait and see how Stephen Gerrard does in the season to come. You know, Paul, as a committed Celtic supporter, it works like this. If Stephen Gerrard stops 10 in a row, then he's a hero. He could go back down south and never come back up here again. He would still be a hero for the rest of his life. If he doesn't stop 10 in a row, he'll get the sack. And if Neil Lennon doesn't win 10 in a row, then his future will be uncertain as well. That's the nature of life up here. With regard to Gavin Strachan, it's an innovative one from Celtic. Damien Duff, when he came, had a wonderful career at Chelsea to look back on, a wonderful career playing for the Republic of Ireland to look back on, uh, and came up and made a real contribution beside Neil Lennon and John Kennedy. Gavin Strachan hasn't coached here but Celtic clearly see something in him that they want at Celtic Park. So uh, it's a big appointment for Gavin Strachan and it's an interesting one from Celtic's perspective. Thank you to Paul in Kirk and Teleco, 1419511025. That's the number Alec in Parkhead has dialed. Alec? Hi, how are we doing? How are we doing, Stuart? Good. 
just just two things. Oh, firstly, uh, Scott Brown, and secondly, about uh, Gavin Stratton. Uh, this was obviously Celtic won nine in a row, and when I drove by Celtic Park the other day, you know, you see Scott Brown from number one to number nine being the captain. You know, in my eyes, the guy's a legend. Uh, probably, you know, never to be seen again. Uh, to be done uh, is he up there with the likes of Billy McNeil and everybody else. Men likely, you know. Uh, this, you know, we, we keep talking about, you know, how we going to replace Scott Brown. We asked the same question when Henrik Larson left. How we going to replace him? The answer to that is you can't replace him. You know, you 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 shift a, a you play a different way. You know, somebody else will come through. Uh, I listened to Callum McGregor a couple of weeks ago, and they say Scott Brown and training. You know, we keep saying, you know, Bruni's only got maybe one year left. Callum McGregor saying that the guys running by players, running by boys and training. So, you know, and listening to Scott Brown, you know, he's probably here. He's 35, I think, this week, I think. You know, he could play his 37. God willing, the injuries and everything else, you know, and next year, as we know, 10 in a row, Scott Brown again, captain. You know, not just him, but all these, all the players, from number one to the new, you know, the lobby and history, you know what I mean? And, you know, just I just wanted to, I just felt as if all through this, it's all been about hearts and Rangers and the smoking gun and, you know, Celtic at nine in a row. And I just wanted to obviously pay a wee tribute to my captain. I think, um, and I've said this before, and I, I, I genuinely mean it to be the case, uh, I, I do not say these words lightly because no one had a greater admiration for Billy McNeil than I had. Scott Brown is the most influential and inspirational Celtic captain since Billy McNeil. I think that's the, the, the highest accolade that I could put his way. And if he wins 10 in a row, and with respect to yourself, Alec, I repeat, if he wins 10 in a row, then he can stand in the centre circle, wave to everyone and retire because you'll never, ever top that moment. I just wonder if it is his destiny one day to be the Celtic manager. Uh, I definitely think that that's, that that's uh, going to be the case, you. He's done all his badges, you know. I, I remember uh, when I read Brendan Rodgers' book, Brendan Rodgers actually stopped him. Uh, for, for, I think he was dealing with the under-18s or whatever, and Bruni wasn't getting him until like 1 o'clock in the morning. So Brendan Rodgers asked him to take a wee step back because, you know, it, it was more important to him uh, playing in, uh, in the first, first 11. So I do believe, you know, John Kennedy could possibly be the next Celtic manager, but I do believe, you know, in years to come, you know, Scott Brown will be sitting on Neil Lennon sitting. Did you have a final point, Alec? Uh, just about Gordon, uh, Gordon Stratton's son. Uh, right out the left field, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't think MD's seen, seen it coming. But, you know, if the guy has got Hoffy Whitney's fair, I had, you know, I thought, I, I love uh, Gordon Stratton as a Celtic manager. Uh, so if the guys get, get Hoffy, the, the football brain that he does go, he'll be in the back, not too, too bad at Celtic. Well, he certainly couldn't start off as badly as his dad did, losing 5 nothing in a European tie to our media Bratislava, but Gordon certainly recovered from that one and was terrific for Celtic. And 
he was left field as well because he was an Aberdeen legend, not a Celtic legend, but Celtic took him and they never regretted the move. Uh, and he was terrific for Celtic. So it's an innovative move that Celtic have made. And somebody inside Celtic Park, whether it's Neil Lennon, John Kennedy, an accumulation of both, must know something about Gavin Strachan's capabilities and must see something in him that makes him worthy of Celtic. From Peterborough to Celtic is a fair old jump. Well, thank you to Alec in Parkhead. Just about a quick time to move quickly on to some transfer news from today. Breaking during this show, Scott Fox, former Partick Thistle goalkeeper, has joined Motherwell this season. He's their fourth summer signing. He, of course... um, it was that relegation release clause that he activated in his contract. They had to bring in someone to replace Mark Gillespie and, and they've got Trevor Carson in there as well, Hugh. Stephen Robinson, every year, is very astute in the transfer market. He's a genius at it. And Scott Fox is a very good goalkeeper. So, quietly, in the background, there's Stephen Robinson doing what he does best and that's keeping Motherwell in an upward direction. Another player that is on the move as well, another goalkeeper as well, former Rangers goalkeeper Jack Anik. He's signed a two-year deal with St Mirren and he's got big, I was going to say big shoes to fill, but it's really big gloves to fill, isn't it, Hugh, from uh, Vaclav Fladke, who's left the club? Well, who will ever forget his time there, you know, including that memorable uh, playoff match uh, against Dundee United. So big gloves to fill, as you say, Andrew, uh, but he's had that Ibrooks pedigree and that will stand him in good stead. Well, there's another couple of bits of transfer news as well. Of course, Craig Gordon could be going to Hearts, and as well, Johnny Hayes as well could be on his way to Aberdeen. One we'll keep an eye on throughout this whole week. But thank you for all your calls tonight. Thank you to Hugh Keevans as well. Thank you to those getting involved on Twitter. And make sure you tune in tomorrow night. Something a bit different, but I'm something, something I'm sure you'll find very interesting because here on Super Scoreboard, we will be tackling racism in Scottish football. Alison Conroy in the studio. Roger Hanna as well will be on air with us. Some special guests, some contributions from the likes of Kilmarnock manager Alex Dyer, Ranger striker Jermaine Defoe and a couple of other guests as well. A very pressing issue at the moment, something that we want to talk about. So make sure to get involved tomorrow night and tune in from six o'clock and join us for the rest of the week as well. Up next, Callum Gallagher.